I'm Camille. And I'm Kelly. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Balancing Act. Today I have Kelly Anderson with me here today and we are going to talk about the roadmap of creating change within yourself, how to kind of take your life bite by bite and kind of turn the ship around and move you in another direction, kind of raise your standards, take ownership, and then leave you with some daily habits that both of us have found really effective in our personal life of being more productive, achieving more of our goals, and keeping getting us getting our mind and body back on track. Um, it's not about staying on track, but it's about getting back on track. I think it's really important. So Kelly and I had brainstormed this um, a while ago, and we wanted to start with kind of letting you know, let, looking at the entire, looking at a journey of self-improvement from a roadmap perspective. So like we're going to look at all the things that come into play during creating change within yourself. So I think the biggest thing that we were talking about is our, or one of the big things we we're talking about is expectations. So having the expectation that you're going to lose weight two pounds a week for six months and then in six months you're going to have all the weight gone and you're going to be a completely different person. Unrealistic. Yes. Well, and I think don't, um, part of, I think, the reason that it's unrealistic is because everybody sees every January People Magazine puts mm-hmm. out a, an issue that shows people who've lost 150 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have a paragraph that you're reading about this person's life that they lost 150 pounds and you're like, wow. Or you watch a show like The Extreme Transformation, mm-hmm. right? And that takes like a year of a person's life and it whittles it into an hour, mm-hmm. right? So we're like in such a instant transformation mm-hmm. look society that people don't see all the work behind it. So I think it sets that contributes to setting people up with unrealistic expectations of how fast you can actually tra- transform your life. And I think looking at like, of course, weight loss is the goal, but the means to get there is mm-hmm. changing your habits, your mindset, your outlook. It happens on the daily. Mm-hmm. And on the weekly, of course, mm-hmm. but you have to have a plan to get there. So you have to kind of reverse engineer the whole entire process, but have shift your expectations for what you're looking to get out of it. It don't set your expectation to, if you achieve the weight loss, then you were a success, like make them a effort-based reward system. I feel like instead of like an outcome-based reward system, because you can't always control the outcome, but you can always control your effort. Correct. Correct. And I think that the, um, what's interesting, and we've talked about Mm -hmm. this, is most people focus on the outcome Mm -hmm. of a physical transformation. Mm -hmm. I did. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. And what you have to flip your switch on is that it's actually a mental transformation. And your physical change is a byproduct of all of that work that you do in your head. And I cannot stress that enough that and in the way that you went, we're going to talk about that today, mm-hmm. right? The roadmap to winning in your head is is really the roadmap to winning on your your outward appearance. Yeah, changing your the weight. I don't like when one of my clients are super asphyxiated on that weight loss, that end game. Um, be, I wish they were more motivated on becoming better, um, improving, because they mm-hmm. can see that faster than they'll see a physical change. Like, I think you'll, you'll see 
habit changes, you'll see outcome uh, attitude changes before you'll see weight loss changes happen. And right. those need to happen before your weight loss will happen because right. you're just going to feel defeated if you're just looking for weight loss. Well, and the body is so complex, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it I mean, the, your weight goes up or down based on water and sleep and a sunburn and inflammation and, you know, it, everything contributes to it. There's so so it's so frustrating that you have no idea if what you're doing on the daily is impacting that, that, that number, mm-hmm. right. That we all chase. Um, but really it's your efforts on the daily. It's the consistency on the daily mm-hmm. of doing the things that you know you're supposed to do and just committing to it so that the end result will come and it will come. Absolutely. If you change your daily, you will see Mm -hmm. improvements. If what you're doing daily is getting you closer to your goals over time, Mm -hmm. you will be closer. And one thing too, we've talked about as well is um, like a parallel that I think of Mm -hmm. is faith. Mm -hmm. Like if people um, have a religion, they believe in God, they, they have faith, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, That some, that there is an afterlife for them. Like they believe that, that it's coming Mm -hmm. when, when crap hits the fan in their life, they don't just give up on their faith and be like, Oh, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't believe in God anymore. I don't believe that yeah. in my end game. Right. But we're so quick to give up on ourselves mm-hmm. when we don't see the results immediately when the roadblocks come, cause mm-hmm. they always come mm-hmm. and we just abandon it. Right. To be like, Oh, it doesn't work. A fitness journey is the same as a faith journey. You have to believe in the end game and you have to do your daily rituals, habits to get there and you will get there a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. It's compound interest. It's going to get there. Yep. What do you have to say about um, setting your expectations for the emotional journey? What does the emotional, what did the emotional journey look like for you? Did it flux on a daily basis? Did it flux on a weekly basis? How did you monitor your emotions during the beginning part of your journey? Um, it was, um, well, I, cause I texted Josh a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like I, first of all, you, I fundamentally believe you cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm. You, um, you have to have someone else other than yourself to be accountable to, uh-huh. because obviously if you're overweight, you've given up on yourself over and over again. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be accountable to yourself. So you have to have an accountability partner and a trainer is a perfect person to do that. Um, and because you're paying them, mm-hmm. right? So you have a financial investment to, mm-hmm. to, because you're pursuing your better Motivate self. You, yeah. Right. But mine was, I was accountable to Josh mm-hmm. and I checked in, it was my check-ins, right? Like I, I checked in weekly with him and it was really cathartic to write down my emotions. Basically what I did for my check-ins with him, I graded myself mm-hmm. in four areas. So it was like fitness, like my workouts, mm-hmm. my, um, energy level, my, um, uh, nutrition and I think my sleep overall. Mm-hmm. So I gave myself, you know, cause I'm used to old school A through mm-hmm. F. Right. And so I would grade myself and then I'd write a little narrative about like mm-hmm. what, went down that week and why I graded myself that way. And so I did that week after week after week after week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I decided early on and what you have to decide early on, if if you're going to commit to true change, you have to be truly honest with yourself. Um, and obviously your trainer, because your Mm -hmm. trainer can't help you if you're lying to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're not going to help yourself if you're lying to yourself, 
the only you have to commit to being honest and that was the one thing that i did is i was like okay i'm gonna i'm in this relationship i'm gonna be 100 percent honest if i want to make a change in my life and i why i like trainers obviously i am a trainer right. but uh Left to your own doings, you're only going to do things that are easy, that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing, and that you like doing to some regard. Oh. What a trainer will do is force you to do things that you don't like doing, that you're not good at, but right. that make you stronger for, like, the greater good. So I think everyone should have some sort of – it's like being your own parent. Like, right. if you can't always think of the things that are, your parent needs to say to you, but sometimes they need to they need to tell you that, to have an outside perspective, a non-emotional response – Mm-hmm. Give you some extra input and advice. Trainers are underpaid therapists. They are 100%. But that's what they're for. You yeah. get both. Like, it's not do. just training. It's the mindset. It's everything right. involved. So I I had a trainer and it changed my life completely. And it led me to the path of being mm-hmm. a trainer. So I obviously can't say enough things, good things about it. Yeah. But Amazing. bottom line is if you can't hold yourself accountable, then someone else can you just have to invest in that. If you know that that's your weakness of holding right. yourself accountable, which obviously if we're looking for change, then it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of different industries, whether it's just counseling too. It doesn't have to be physical fitness. But I see a lot of parallels when all that happen alongside your physical journey as well as your personal growth journey. They go mm-hmm. up at the same time, and sometimes you can see parallels in fit, personal growth before you see them in fitness growth or vice versa. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know what's um, – mm-hmm. I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, what's interesting, what you said, where the trainer pushes you on the stuff that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, jo- Josh did that all the time. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, and in the beginning, you don't want to do the stuff that you're bad at because mm-hmm. you will look bad in front of somebody else, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it sucks. You're, you're, you're already out of weight or mm-hmm. overweight, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to do this thing that you suck at in front of somebody who's usually fit, right? Mm-hmm. Trainers are usually fit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what I find interesting in that is that now, three years into my journey, I love it when you challenge mm-hmm. me. I love it when you're like, okay, um, or when I'm failing at something, you don't let me stop. You continue to push me and you're like, okay, we're just going to try this again. You're going to keep going. You, I mean, we may have to modify a little bit, but that's, and now I love it. Now I love the challenge. I love getting better at something. But it takes time. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's three years, right? And so it, I, and I don't know if you've seen that with your other clients, but I feel like that's something that shifts in you as the, the deeper you go down the road. Yeah, it absolutely comes later on. And going back to, you know, holding yourself accountable and, and I quote, hold yourself accountable or I will. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your poison, whichever yeah. way it's got to be, it's going to happen. Yes, I heard those words from you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you have to push yourself and keep redirecting, keep getting. And I think what you realize is that you're, you've seen the correlation between growth outside of your comfort zone. So now you're addicted to it because yes. you're addicted to growth. And yeah. you found that the easiest way to get growth is to go outside of your comfort zone. Yes. A hundred percent. It yeah. sucks because it's uncomfortable, but if right. you're like, oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. You're like, hell yeah, about to have some growth happen. Right. You recognize that association. And I think that's super important to recognize. There is no growth in the comfort zone. If it is comfortable, you're not doing it right. Right. Exactly. Because moving on to our second point, this will not be easy. No, not at all. It's not easy. You can't give up. It's You only yeah. fail if you stop trying. You can't 
And you will fail. You will 100%. continue to fail. Right? No one just like runs through this on their own. Like first try. Oh, did it. Whoop. Easy peasy. Right. There's so much. You have to experience the failure and get back up again. It's that resilience that will lay the foundation for you in the long run. You know what I mean? Well, and you, there is a saying, you learn more from your failures mm-hmm. than from your successes. hundred percent. that's, so like when you think about like groups that are, you know, sports teams that, that win championships, right? Uh-huh. Like they, I mean, obviously they're really talented. They've come together as a team or whatever. Um, but what, what was it about that game? And what was it about those plays that made them win? Whereas they could do the same thing on another day mm-hmm. and it could cause them to lose. Right. So that's why the, that's why you spend so much time looking at film, mm-hmm. right. When you are after the game, right. Like you go over the plays and you're like, okay, what happened here? Where did we have a misstep? How do we correct it in the future? Right. That is the whole point of having a failure is you look at it and then learn, it redirects learn you from it to make you successful. Mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong here? How can I correct for this in exactly. the future? Exactly. So it will not be easy. You will will fail, but you have to use the failure to propel you to success. You have to learn from it and apply that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to fail again. Right. You shouldn't fail for the same thing multiple times. Otherwise, you didn't properly analyze it, assess right. it, and apply something to it to the future to prevent that. Exactly. Uh, this is probably my favorite one. You can't want this like I can't want it more than you. Your trainer can't want the weight loss more than you. You have to be so driven. You have to want it so bad, whatever it is that you want, you have to keep wanting it. And I, it's really easy to say like, what's your why for why you want it? Which we've talked about before. Which I hate that question. What's your why? Yeah. I don't ask clients it. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, because they're here already. They they know why they're here to some regard. Could be just for everyday improvement. They're just looking to be better at something. But I feel like, um, and we've talked about uh-huh. this, I feel like, because I didn't have a why for mm-hmm. so long, and I almost felt dumb. Like, because people were like, why are you, what's your why? You know, and I was like, ah, I just, I want to be better, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess, fundamentally, that's a why. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it had to be this sweeping massive consuming thing because it was like you got to go to your why when you don't want to do whatever x y or z you got to go to your why Mm -hmm. and that's what pulls you out and i didn't have that um especially in the beginning it was several years into it that i i came to the realization that i am my why Mm -hmm. like i don't want to be the person who i used to be and so i'm the person who shows up and i'm the why right um and one of the things that i like to talk to other people about who struggle with the why is think about instead the person you want to be Mm -hmm. and what does that person look like? What does their life look like? What do their habits look like? And then how do you close the gap between that person and who you are today? Have you ever named your future self? Like I think you actually have Kelly 2.0. I do. Um, But I think that's a good idea. And I think that that giving that persona a name or like, even if you're just going to joke about it, like, oh, Cammy, oh, she wouldn't do that. Right. She would step up, step the bar up. I think giving it another name actually is really powerful because our body so badly wants to fulfill whatever label we currently have. Yes. Labels. For like, labels are one of my favorite things to talk about because it's so true. And once you unravel one label about yourself, 
like, I am not good at basketball. You, once I start making free throw shots after shots after shots after playing for a couple times, okay, well, now I have to go and rewrite that label. And now that I've rewrote one label, I understand that all of my labels can all be changed. (laughs) And now I have to go back and reassess. Even really simple food labels. Like, I grew up, I don't like asparagus. I don't like asparagus. Anytime asparagus was offered, I don't like asparagus. That's my label. That's what I'm sticking to. That's what I've said before. That's what I'm always going to say. Well, that's really limiting yourself in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm not fit. I'm not healthy. That's not a good way to, like, open up the ceiling and, like, give yourself an opportunity to grow. You have to revisit those labels from a neutral perspective and, like, test out, like, huh, can I change this label? Am I actually healthy? Am I actually improving, you know? And so you have to reassess them at some point. Because I realized when I was saying them, like, when I would introduce myself to people – I'll be like, well, that label's not necessarily true. And you can change. I think the way that you introduce yourself to people is a really easy way to change the way you think about yourself. So, like, when I was in college, it was, hi, I'm Camille. I graduated with a Bachelor of Individualized Studies with Spanish Communication. It's whatever. And I have social media marketing. Well, after a while, that label didn't fit anymore. Because that's not just not what I was doing physically, but that's not what I identified as. Mm-hmm. And then you just introduce yourself to the next person a little bit different and a little bit better version of yourself Mm -hmm. and just keep changing the way that you talk about yourself and eventually you're going to fit that mold because if you tell yourself if you tell someone oh yeah I work out a lot I work out five days a week even if you think that you don't that that's a true statement but you're you have crappy five workouts no oh yeah I love working out I work out five days a week even if you hate working out those five days a week, your brain's automatically going to try to reinforce the fact that you love working out five days a week. Um, So I think changing your labels is huge and sometimes do it, even if you don't actually think that that is your label. Right. Um, As long as it's a positive one, because I think you will try to automatically fulfill that label. Exactly. So pick a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of the bad ones and pick good ones. And I do like the concept of naming your yeah. Your person, because Ed Milet just did a, con- yep. a, a, a yep. uh, podcast on that, right? Cabeza, Richard yeah. Cabeza? Yes. That's his yes. bad self. His bad self, right. <laughs> so he, he thought about all the attributes of his his best self, right? Oh, and yeah, he Superman. That person, Superman. Yeah. He, yep. and, he, and he, in his mind, when he goes to, like, oh, I don't, I'm tired, I don't want to do whatever, he's like, well, would Superman do this? Right? Because Ed Milet named his person Superman. Yeah, his good one. Yeah. His good one. And he didn't, he's like, no. Superman wouldn't that wouldn't do that. Yeah. And so I think it's very um, key to to name that person. I, I think about exercise. that all the time. That's a really good exercise. Yeah, because I think it removes the label situation. So you right. don't have to be aware of the label. You can literally just pick a different one, like pick a good one. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time when I am laying on the couch, so warm and comfortable after a really long day of training. And my dog bats a little bell. And I just like, oh. And then I say, nope. The proud mo- dog mom owner that loves Ozzy would pop up and immediately gladly go take him for a walk. Right. Because he didn't ask for me to work a long day. He exactly. asked for a happy mom. Like, right. And so I'll pop back up and we'll run and take him outside before I even have time to think about like right. staying in my comfortable position one more time. Okay. I'm just like, nope. Better one. Take the better route. Take yeah. the higher route. Right. In those moments too, you're just like, shit. Right. Take the higher route. Exactly. Always. Always. <laughs> Pick the Superman. 
Take Always. the heart. I mean, it's the heart at the moment. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, definitely go check it out by Ed yes, Milet. Exactly. He's awesome. Um, we already talked about you don't have to do it alone, but no one can want this more than you. There are trainers. There are professionals that can help you along the path. Um, understand that no one is here to do the work for you. People can lay the path. Um, and I, I see it all the time in my training career. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. I can, I have brought the spoon to many mouths <laughs> and all that needs to be done is open and chew and, uh, it still doesn't happen. Nope. You get the little kid. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, so you do have to have the want the desire to put your to be uncomfortable and to take it to the next level exactly Um, but aside from that your journey is going to be up and down it's going to look like a heart rate monitor there's going to be high highs there's going to be low lows and how do you get back on track when that path is no longer linear what do you do to kind of reset the path to get the ship turn back around when you notice you're on a downward trend. I know what you go and do first. It's the first one on the list. Yeah, yeah, I do work out. Like, just because it's my, it's in my DNA. Like, I was just telling Matt, like, I don't, like, I, I find that I can stay on a path when I, I'm productive. And mm-hmm. this is actually a recent learning, mm-hmm. uh, a realization for me or for me that the more productive I am Mm -hmm. with my time and not like on Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or like actually filling up my, like, like downtime, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. just filling my mind or whatever and being productive that, um, instantly, um, pulls me into, um, getting me back on track. And and when I was talking to Matt about it, I was like, you know, ironically, I don't consider my workouts anymore being productive. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is literally like brushing my teeth or breathing air. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't, for me, for me, mm-hmm. I don't view it as being productive in my life. Now I have to, again, it's always going back to getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and always looking for that next challenge. Now for me, it's like, okay, what, what podcast do I listen to or what, what, you know, I, I have to study for an exam mm-hmm. that's that I've got to take. Um, what, how, how much further am I getting along in that? Um, You're a productivity or, junkie. Yes. I can I, relate. Exactly. And that is between that becoming productive. Um, I do work out, but, and then gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. Just sitting and thinking like, um, and I know you are huge on this too. Like, um, we're going to do legs. We're going to crush some legs after this, right? Mm-hmm. There are people who don't have legs or they only have one leg, mm-hmm. right? And they would love to have two legs and go work out, mm-hmm. right? So very grateful that I have two legs and that I get to go And it's them. my duty to use them because right. if I didn't have two legs, like I think about me, if something catastrophic happened and I didn't have legs, I want every motherfucker that has two legs to go out and do a hard ass leg day. That's right. Because I can't anymore. Right. And I would want that for other people. Right. Like to use the things that you have. Right. And yeah, so many of my leg days have been for that reason only. Right. And when you're in a dark place, when you're like super bummed out hard on yourself, gratitude is the fastest and easiest way to bring you back up the mountain. Oh, it's to down. reassess where you're at. I mean, there even we live in America. That's like already a huge step in the right direction. We do have a lot of like personal freedoms that we can use to our advantage. 
And so if you're bummed about whatever's happening in your work life or with your physical appearance, like if even if just writing gratitude down, if it seems pretty empty, pretty stale, I mean, honestly, mission trips, going out and helping other people who are truly in need of your services and your health and abilities, it's hard to feel bad about having a bad shoulder day when there's out there, when there's people in the world that have... I hate to say it, real problems, but everyone's going to create problems and everyone's going to have struggles. It doesn't matter if you're rich as hell or if you're poorer than poor. It's understanding that that's the scenario that it doesn't, there's no, no one that's truly all happy, never has problems, never has complaints. I find when I get, I am because I gratitude is so powerful. I get, I feel bad about having the problems that I have because they're not real problems. Right. And I feel bad about that. But right. I realize it's human nature to like right. look for problem areas or areas of opportunity and improve those areas. Like I understand it's just your, human nature. But that's your three foot lens, right? Like your right. life is your three foot lens, right? And yes. Yeah. So those that's why they're important to you. So if your three foot sucks, look somewhere else. Right. And if it sucks somewhere else, look at someone else's right. lens and like see what's going on in their world and hopefully mm-hmm. that can like give you a different perspective. Because wherever you're at in life is so about your perspective, where you're looking at it from. The more perspectives you can have, the better. Right. When I think, too, um, I've always been a proponent of this, like, reach out to people, like, compliment people. Right? Like, I literally, to this day, remember being in high school (laughs) at the Gap, trying on a pencil skirt, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was standing outside looking at myself in the mirror, and this complete stranger Mm -hmm. woman was like, she looked at me and she said, every woman should look like that in a skirt. And I was like, at the time I was like, okay, whatever. But literally, like, I literally remember the place, Mm -hmm. what I was wearing, what she said to me. And this is what, 30 years later? Like that is the impact that you can have on a complete stranger when you give them a compliment. Obviously warranted, right? Yeah. I usually, like, especially As long as eyes, it's genuine. Right? Especially eyes. Like, I, I beautiful eyes attract me right away. And I got compliment my eyes last night. A oh, top goal. See? Yeah. And, and it just, it just sucks you in. And you just make someone, because you're a complete stranger, like, you had no vested interest. Yep. They get in nothing giving, from they get, that. They, I mean, they, they don't think, like... Well, she had to say that to me, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't have to say anything to her, but right. I did. Mm-hmm. And so I think, as sad as it is, sometimes we take compliments and we get our cups filled more from strangers than the people who love us the most. So... There's a weird phenomenon. That it happens. is weird, but it is hugely impactful. So... I always will go out of my way. If I see someone's purse, like, I will move across the store to go let them know. Because of how much, how it makes you feel so special when it, it happens does. to you, and you're like, I want to give out ten times as many compliments as I receive to try to just do my part to make the world a better place. And you feel better, like you feel better totally. when you give a compliment. It's a weird always. phenomenon. Always, always, always. Right? Yeah. No matter what happens from it, if you never see that person again, or they write a gushing post about you on Facebook, that's right. I treat it the exact same. It's just it has to come from a good place. Um, so things that I use to get myself back on track, the things that I've noticed recently because I've been playing with my nutrition a ton, a lot in the last eight months, things that set me on a downward trend is poor nutrition. Uh, so I will become significantly less motivated to work out. 
because I'm working out is not like embedded in my DNA forever. Mine is very much, it fluxes for me, my, my desire to work out. But I noticed that dirty foods will make me not want to work out like 10 times more. So for me to like try to turn the ship around, I will course correct by buying clean groceries that week. If I've been like coming off of a, like a down a week, coming off of like, if I watched Grey's Anatomy like three times that week, I'm like, all right, we got to turn the ship around. Like we got to start doing some things. So I'll, I'll insert more clean foods. Uh, I just get better energy when I'm eating cleaner, less processed food, less greasy food, less restaurant food. I feel better. And you mentally feel better. That's what, that's where that's it's the, physically, obviously, but physically mentally. it's not even that it's mentally. It's like, I feel so sluggish and like, well, I just want to lay on the couch when I eat dirty food. It doesn't make me feel good pridefully. Like I don't feel proud that I ate a cheeseburger most of the time. And then I feel like just sluggish the rest of the day. So I like to in clean food that'll give me the, physical nutrients but also like the mental fortitude like you did a good thing for your body just now. right that i'm helps. just proud of yourself yeah like you are then proud like you because you're like you, we all know that we're supposed to eat yeah or not eat crap right but every clean meal is. that you eat i think you should feel proud of that exactly every exactly. single one i don't care if it's what you do every day that's right. great i'm glad that yeah <laughs> we're making exactly. good positive choices every day um esther hicks always says take a nap start your day over when you're just like in a mm. shit mood just go to bed. Just try again the next day. Yeah. And if you can't try again the next day, take a 15 minute nap to like try to reset. I found that I am like super emotional at past like 9 PM and I just can't make rational decisions. So I just like better to just go to bed, try again the next mm-hmm. day. Um, well, to- it's interesting because people do say like, Oh, sleep on it. You know, sleep yep. on it, right? Yep. It'll be better tomorrow. Yep. And when you are in it, you're like, like no, no way it's not going to happen. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, whoa, like what? I'm in a better mood or I'm, I feel better. I have a different outlook. Like it is, sleep is so magical for so many reasons. Why is that? Why do I picture like an angry toddler? Just being like, take a nap. <laughs> no. Why are we like that? Just take a nap. Because I, I see my nieces, they get so wound up and I'm like, just take a nap, kid. That's right. And they resist it. Like, yeah. Is that? Just take a nap. They wake yeah. up and they're pleasant little children again. Exactly. So, so just take a little nap, wake up, be pleasant little person again. And I think you have two um, on our notes. We like I often when I am kind of in the in the valley, mm-hmm. I call it I go into low battery mode. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of like I shut down and I really for me I have to turn inward and I just have to focus on like okay what do, what do I need to do like all of the stuff that we just talked about like that's the stuff I need to focus on and I find that I just need to really just hunker down Mm -hmm. and just not give away. I I just don't have the energy to give it away. So I prioritize your functions. It's like a bit low battery, right? What's essential. Get rid of all the extra shit running around. Yep. Back to the basics. That's right. And then I recharge and I'm full battery and then game on doing what it is that recharges you. So I'm going to ask you, what do you do that recharges you? Like how do you do a manual reset? For me, I take a bubble bath with Epsom salts. Mm -hmm. I'll do like a short meditation in that just to like, and I'll do gratitude within that because I only do this when I'm like super upset and like just irrational, like super emotionally upset. Take a bath, do a short meditation, focus on gratitude to try to like shift my focus on someone else. And then listen to Spanish music because it's really (laughs) upbeat and really always makes me happy and like turns my mood around. 
and just try to get like happy and excited again, try to like shift my thinking, kind of distract my thoughts. So that's what I do like on a hard reset bath with Epsom salts, sometimes tea, gratitude, and then Spanish music to like round it out. And a podcast, Tony Robbins podcast, Ed Milet, um, shifts it to like the possibilities, not like, oh, poor me. Right. Right. I'm very similar in that I, podcasts are really, really good um, because it gets your mind off of yourself for one. You're Mm -hmm. listening to somebody else and it, it pulls, it's like reading a book, right? It, you're living in a different life. Yeah. Like you're living the life of your characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're li- reading about somebody else. Um, same thing with podcasts. So you're listening to somebody else give you advice, right? Mm-hmm. And it pulls you outside of your own head. Yeah, so your really brain space me. is distracted. Right. Yeah. And um, so, and I usually love doing that on a walk. Mm-hmm. And regardless of if it's raining or whatever, mm-hmm. that's what 75 Hard did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's really bad, um, I might reach out to my trainer <laughs> or I have, you know, my, uh, my little, um, little tribe mm-hmm, of, of mm-hmm. people that I text every day. And if, and I'll just reach out and be like, Hey guys, I'm struggling. Right. Yeah. And then they are able to lift me up. Yeah. And so those are the things that I do to get me out of low, low battery mode. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I definitely lean on others. Ah, in a private manner, like right for sure. I'll reach out to Anita. I'll reach out to you. And be like, it's right. hard. It's hard when you because then it's hard if if you're feeling kind of like you can't like you stumble uh-huh. and then you get back up and then you stumble and then you get back up. You're uh-huh. like, wait, I can't I can't keep reaching out to people. Saying, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm crying wolf. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding this balance of when do I reach out versus when do I just re I really just have to hunker down and figure it out. And sometimes I reach out to different people for different reasons. Like sometimes I'll just call someone and be like, listen, I just need to word vomit on you for a second. Like I just need to dump the blender out. That's like what I've been calling it lately. Like when those thoughts are just rapidly spinning around and around and around and you just cannot get a normal thought in because something's just a swirling, right. you got to dump the blender out. Yeah. Whether it's calling to a friend, I'm a talker, so I will talk to someone. I just like quick, I need to FaceTime you real quick. And I just need to like exhale all of this out. So I can take a deep breath once right. I like told you how I'm feeling so I can feel heard. That's do that's when my blender goes crazy yep. when I don't feel heard. My mm-hmm. voice doesn't feel vocalized. So I like to dump the blender and talk, talk to other people. Writing helps too if it's more of a private issue. Yeah. Um, I often will, will blog. Yep, I'll do, do a private writing. Blog. I'll do a write. Just get my feelings out. Um, I think we should cap yeah. here and yeah. then we'll restart. And so that you guys can kind of listen to this in little chunks, kind of digest it one piece at a time. Um, and then check back in for the next one and we'll take it from there. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>